I love the fact that in, um, you know, when we, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, you know, um, our Father who art in heaven, see, I'm Presbyterian old school, so I know the King James Version. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your name's holy. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I was thinking about that, and um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we pray that, pe- that pray that prayer, but as Christians, it's actually us that has access to the will of God. Mm-hmm. Like, we actually know what the will of God is. So when we're praying, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, what we're saying is, Lord, help us to tune into you. Help us to hear your voice. Not only help us to hear your voice, because if we hear what God wants us to do and then don't do it, well, that's not good. That's disobedience. So what we're doing and what we're praying over ourselves is actually help us to be ambassadors for your kingdom. Help us to be the ones that would, that would carry out your will on earth so that, earth would, uh, so that heaven would come to earth. Mm. One of the great things I love about the Bible and, and Jesus' ministry in particular is one of the things, like there were prophecies before Jesus came where the kingdom of heaven is coming, the kingdom of heaven is coming, the kingdom of heaven is coming, the kingdom of heaven is coming. Then when Jesus came, he said the kingdom of heaven is here. Yeah. And I, I love that fact. So if that's the case, man, we've got some work to do. <laughs> if our role is to bring kingdom to earth and earth and heaven together, well, actually, there's a role that we play in that because we know the will of God. If we're listening to God and we're following that, we know the will of God. And part of it, and what Moraini's called to do is going to be different to what Cam's called to do, is going to be different to what Marinda's going to be called to do, is going to be different to what Charlie's called to do. We all have our part to play, which is amazing. And so um, I was going to preach on something else, but it, um, this, this came up. <laughs> hey, Cam. So I'm going to tell you a story. It's a good story. <laughs> um, so um, uh, it took a little while longer than normal to set up church yesterday. Five hours longer. <laughs> um, what happened is that... Um, so. You know, it's interesting. I, I believe that there's no there's, there's no coincidence that we're placed here at this time. Like this, you know, what we're doing as a, as a church is that one of the reasons why we're in the schools is a declaration. We're sort of saying, well, this is our area. This is something that we take ownership and influence over. This is like a a parish, or or you know, this is one of the areas that we want to go after. Um, so we had Friday night and youth, and it was it was great. We had 28 people come along, which was awesome, awesome. It was like that's that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> Um, none of the girls were there, and we had so many girl dramas, it was ridiculous. <laughs> That's not, no, but. <laughs> and um, so it gets to Saturday, and we're setting up church. And um, we're just wandering over, and um, uh, one of the things that we have to do is the flags that are out there, we have to carry the flags over. And um, so Cam and I, uh, you were driving, her, huh, Cam? So I, was, um, I come over with the flags, and there's a wee, crew of, um, a wee crew of kids, some youth kids and some other kids, just sitting over there. And just as we're walking over, there comes this other crew of kids from here, and there's like probably uh, five or ten of them, a few kids that we haven't seen before. Some of the kids that are in that particular crew are, are, um, are uh, I don't know how to put it nicely. <laughs> they, all need, they need Jesus, is what they need. There are two doors. No, I mean, <laughs> behind the first door is no, no, no. <laughs> so these other kids are coming, and um, there's just a check in the spur. And so Cam parks the car, and we come over, and we're sort of looking at these sort of like two battle lines being drawn, and we're sort of standing in the middle of it, like the church flag over the yard. <laughs> we're going. 
clue I'd be going into battle right now. <laughs> and so um, I have two superhero powers. I, I connect people with awkwardly with people until they become family. And if I had a superhero power, I have the superhero power of awkwardness. I've got the dad thing going on. I've got it down. I had dad vibe and dad jokes going on well before I became a dad. <laughs> And so we just stood there, and we, and we stood in the middle there, and there's these, these kids there, and this kid's coming across, and it's like, oh, there's this a fight about to happen. And then there's girls that are, that girls come up and go, this is what's going on, and you don't need to know the, the specific details, but yep, no, there's a fight that was about to happen. And it's like, oh, we can't, we have to stay here. We have to, we have to stand in the gap, we have to be... Um, the adults, if nothing else. <laughs> so I took out my phone, started recording, going, this is going to be sick or no? That's not what <laughs> no. And so, um, And so what happened is there was sort of, um, as, as um, fights often had start, they started with sort of like passive-aggressive threats and, or lack of threats, just like, you know, that, super, that natural niceness? No, I'm fine. I'm good. No, I don't want to fight with you. <laughs> anyway, it gets to the point that um, no, it's 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 going to happen, and so we'd ask the girls, we'd ask um, one of the crews to hit away two or three times, and and they almost did, and then they decided they weren't going to, and then they come back again, and so um, the police were called. I was like, oh my goodness, okay, the police are called. In the interim, the parents, uh, the kids had called the parents. It's like, oh, good, well, okay, the parents are coming along. This is going to be fine because the parents are going to come along and, and separate it up. Okay, have you ever seen those Jerry Springer shows? <laughs> well, you know, there's there people waiting in the wings. <laughs> waiting in the wings, just waiting for their moment to sort of like, man, it was like, woo <laughs> So the, the parents came and actually escalated the whole situation. Like, it was like... For a start, it's just, well, kids on kids, we can, it's okay, we can, it's all right. Um, and it was starting to de-escalate, they're starting to move on and stuff like that. And then suddenly the parents come and it's like, Jerry Springer, like, where are the chairs, let's get rid of all the weapons, like, that kind of thing. And so they're like, yelling and all kinds of stuff. So anyway, so the police turn up. And the police turn up and... Um, and there's yelling and, and all of that stuff going on. But in the interim, because we'd stood there and sort of like separated the two groups and stuff like that, this, this fight that was supposed to happen never happened. In fact, one of the one of the one set of the kids sort of run away. You know, well, as soon as the police come, I don't think that's anything to do with the way that Cam and I look. Like we're we're not that scary. As soon as we start talking, we're really not that scary. Hey guys, <laughs> you're like that's, that's not. That's just me. That's not Cam. <laughs> that's, that would have been a terrible Cam impression. And so the police came and we talked to them about that. And then we were talking a wee bit about it afterwards. And we went, man, isn't it crazy that we were there right at that very time, right at that very moment, to sort of separate something that could have gone down and could have gone really, really badly. And for the simple, like, church flag over the <laughs> church untamed. This, you know, this fight is sponsored by church untamed. You know, Cam. <laughs> He's the ring girl. He'd make a terrible ring girl, just by the way. <laughs> But you have to understand, and this is, this is the only reason that I brought it up, and this is why I've changed what I was going to preach, is you have to understand that we're actually, we're actually the ones that stand in the gap for generations that don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's right. They don't know how to show love to each other. They don't know how to show peace to each other. See, the thing is, is as Christians, we're not passive. 
We're not supposed to be observers standing on the standing on the outskirts. Like pe- a lot of a lot of people in the community sometimes think of us as people that stand on the outskirts and tell tell people what's good and what's bad. Morality police, like it's like you know, give us the vests and like give me a give me a green sign and a, a green sign and a red sign and I'll tell you what you're allowed to do. Like that's what they they think we're like human traffic controllers. This is not okay. This is okay. But we're not passive. We're not roll over. See, Christianity and the stuff that what we carry is subversive. What by subversive, what that means is it undercuts what normally would happen. We're countercultural. We go against what the culture of the world would say. Okay. See, the thing that we need to understand is that we carry what we carry is different to what the world carries, and we need to understand that so clearly. That it's not our job to just stand on the sidelines and just sort of like judge from afar or like, no, this is not our, this is not our problem, this is not our issue. We're peaceful, we're, pe- we're peacemakers, but we're not pacifists. Mm, yeah. That's good. In fact, by, by what Jesus did, we're activists in the very set, in the <laughs> widest sense of the world. We are activists. We know what cause we will die for. We know what cause we will live for. We know what we stand for. It's not like it's not clear. We might not read the manifesto or manuscripts as often as we should that, we, that lays out like how we should live, but it's all there. The statutes are all there. What we should stand for is all there. What we, what we, what we should put up with and what we shouldn't put up with is, is all there. Um, so we're, pe- we're peaceful but not pacifist. To put it in like a like dad joke kind of way, um, we are peaceful but not passivists. Huh, see, like, cause it, forget it. All right. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, see, we don't stand by when we see situations in the effort to maintain a false peace. A, a false peace in which there's still oppression is not peace. A false peace in which people don't do stuff, but there's this whole layer of other stuff going on underneath is not peace. Okay? So the, the, the message I have today, I've called it peace out, or we're, we're peacemakers. As Christians, we're peacemakers. So the two words that I have for today were peacemaker, so I'm going to go after that for a wee bit. And the other word that I have is ambassador. Okay? So we're ambassadors and we're peacemakers. Now, when I started looking about peace, now we... We talk about faith a lot, we talk about hope a lot, we talk about love a lot, and they're all, they're all really important things, they're all things that we carry. But one of the things that also comes through the Bible, like, there's so, there's so many times that, that it's talked about is the peace of God. Like, when I started looking, like, there's, there's, we could do series on it, like, it could be ridiculous, but instead I'm, I'm just going to touch on it for today. So I'll just start with, let's start nice and easy, Psalm 122. So Psalm 122, you know, I was glad when they said we'd go down to the house of the Lord. Okay. So Psalm 122 says, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's good to gather together. It's good to meet together. And then it goes into this. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. So that's verse 2. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. So as a church, we go to the house of the Lord, but at the same time, we're also in the city. In the community. That's actually really important. I'm glad when we said go to the house of the Lord, but we're also standing in the city. We're in the city boundaries, so we're part of the city. 
We're not exclusive, thank goodness. I've, Shannon doesn't look so good in a, one of those hanky things. She wears everything else really well, so we're not a, exclusive in that sense. Melinda got it, thank you. Thank you for giving me that pity laugh. Cheers for that. Uh, <laughs> Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. See, as a church, if we're part of the community, then we're going to impact that community. Yes, like, we yes. just have to. It's a, natu- it's a natural part of who we are. Because we're in the city. We're not out of the city. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord, according to the statute given to Israel. There stands the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. And then it goes into this, and this is, this is pretty interesting. So, for us, just insert, like Jerusalem is the area that David's talking about, but for us, it's, you know, it's Westport for you guys, it's, uh, sorry, Greymouth for you guys. Ooh, crikey. They're, they're like right next to each other, aren't they? They're not a narrow way at all. Um, but for us, it's Cromwell, it's Central Otago, it's wherever, wherever you call home. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So pray for the peace of Cromwell. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls. Now, when it talks about your walls, that's not just the walls of the church. It's not just peace within us. It's actually talking about the walls of the city. So it's boundary lines. Walls are important because they represent boundary lines. And security within your citadels. Now, citadels are, they actually have a military function. So if we were pacifists or pacifists, what, what would we be doing with military building? For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. Not just peace be with you, but peace be within you. So we carry peace within us. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. And your, it's, it's, um, it's non-specific your. So it's your as in we versus you. Like, whoever is not me is you. So the prosperity of all people. It's really interesting. I think as Christians sometimes, um, we're so worried about um, being right. Have you ever noticed that? Like, I don't know about you. Like, I know a few universal truths when it comes to Christianity, but most of what I believed when I was young has proven to be wrong. Everything I understood about God five years ago, like, every now and again, I'll be like, oh, okay, God... Angry God with the hammer? No, apparently that's Thor. I saw the movie. He's <laughs> <coughs> got blonde hair. No. <laughs> um, so when it comes to peace, sometimes I feel that we sacrifice the peace in our lives on the altar of needing to be right. That's good. So let me say that again. Sometimes we sacrifice peace in our lives on the altar of needing to be right. As Christians, it's not our job to win arguments. It's not our job to even defend God. Like, you think about the ridiculousness of that statement. We can talk about what we believe in, but at the end of the day, it's more important that we start conversations and keep conversations going than winning arguments. It's more important for me to continue a conversation with someone that's hurting and someone that's broken than win the argument and they lose their soul. Not everywhere needs to be the spot. You don't have to plant your, you know, this line in the sand and no further. It's okay that there's going to be times that you draw lines in the sand and say this far and no further. It doesn't have to be every time. We're not in a um, beat 'em up fighting game. This is not Street Fighter. All right. 
So as Christians, we need to look at being strictly inclusive. The only time that Jesus generally got really angry at people is when, to, when people decided that they knew who was in and who was out. In fact, there's plenty of times... Sorry. In fact, there's plenty of times where Jesus called people in who even today, by our standards, we would call out. There's examples in the New Testament of Jesus calling people redeemed and saved because they were healed. And it was the faith of their friends that healed them. You are saved today. What? No. No. no, What? Huh? There was a guy on the cross that was crucified with Jesus who had lived an absolutely terrible, abhorrent life, didn't even ask for forgiveness, just said, remember me when you're up in heaven. Wait a minute, that's not the sinner's prayer. What? It twists with my my theology. It's it's fun, and because it bugs me, I want it to bug you too. (laughs) Um, Just out of interest, ABCs, like what I grew up with, um, Salvation Autocall Prayer. Um, was started in the mid-1800s as a result of Sunday school. It was only said to Sunday school kids, and the, and the main reason for it was so that kids knew 100% for sure that they were saved. And it was strictly a, it was strictly like a rote kind of thing. So the Salvation Altar Call Prayer, that the thing that by today's standards we decide who's in and who's out, didn't exist in Jesus' time. Yeah, it's good. It's interesting. It, bug, it bugs me. I want it to bug you. <laughs> if you. If you come up with an idea as to why that is, come and tell me, because I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Peace is not dystopia. It's not, it's, so a dystopia is like, looks like heaven, but underneath there's all the stuff going on where there's one small, section of the, one small section of the community that live in like a utopia, the, great, the greatest thing, and then everyone else is basically a slave in bondage, not free. Now I'm not saying that I'm not saying that all roads lead to Rome. Uh, I'm, def- I'm definitely not saying that. I don't think that's theologically correct. But what I'm saying is that there's plenty more ways to get to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. But there's plenty of ways to get through Jesus, and not just in this environment. Mm, yes, it's not an absence of chaos. I don't know about you, but this, um, but this year has been, like Shannon and I have talked about this, this year's been a time of chaos for us. <laughs> like, it's, actually, it's actually, in times, there's been chaos in every area of our lives. Like, literally every area, yeah. And the thing is, is that because we carry the peace of God, it's not so, it doesn't matter what situation we're in. It doesn't matter what giants we're facing. It doesn't matter what battles are before us. What actually matters is, is the one that we carry within us, who That's walks right. with us. If, right. Jesus is, uh, if God is for us, who can be against That's us? Right. We fight not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. Right. So if you're fighting with someone, stop it. There's probably something else going on. Anyway, no. See, the thing is, is that as Christians, we're, we're a presence. We're called to be a presence because we carry the presence. We're called to be our presence because we carry the presence. We are carriers of calm in the storms. One of the things that we have the ability to do, and this is something that happened when, my, when Dad died and, um, you know, 
one of the things that we were able to do was we were able to calm down situations. Because we're carriers of peace. We carry faith instead of fear. We carry hope instead of despair. The great thing is, is we're not in some kind of spiritual hunger games. We, you know, the best religion's going to end up on top. We already know who won the battle. Yeah, that's right. The battle was won 2,000 years ago. In fact, the battle was won even before the creation of the earth. There's a couple of... So we are ambassadors for Christ. We carry the nature of God. We literally carry the peace of God with us. And not only do we carry the peace of God with us, because we carry the spirit of God within us, there's all these other things that we have access to as well. But today I'm going to focus on the peace of God. Sorry, I spit on you, Kim. (coughs) See, we're aliens in a foreign country, but we're representative of our nationality. Now, whoever owned a Barbie doll? Okay, on a Barbie doll's bottom. Come on now, don't tell me. Look, in order to dress Barbie, Barbie has to not... Anyway, okay, moving on. Oh, no. What's on Barbie's bottom? No idea. Yeah, that's true, that's true, actually, you know. <laughs> um, it actually says made in China, so this, this, the stamp and the seal of the maker is on Barbie's bottom. No, I'm going somewhere with this. Let me land the plane before you get offended. Yeah, yeah. In the same way, we're we're also made in China. All of us. No. We carry the seal of the Maker upon us. Wow. We carry the mark of the Maker upon us, and it's not just made in China. It carries all the authority that God carried. It carries all the authority that Jesus carried. See, the thing about a seal is it's the seal of the Father. Back in the days, you used to be able to carry the seal, of, the seal of the king around, and that would be the amount of authority you would have in any foreign land. We carry the seal of the Father. Is it okay if I talk about ambassadors just for like five minutes, because it's kind of cool? All right. So we're ambassadors. So there's this verse in the Bible. Oh, my goodness. Didn't even get to it. Where are we? Oh my goodness, I didn't even get the verse that I had it. <laughs> Just give me a second. No, no, because otherwise it's like I want to be. Is this alright? Yeah. Can we keep going? Yeah. Second Corinthians five verse twenty. Thank goodness. <laughs> Second Corinthians five verse twenty says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making his appeal through us. How cool is that if that were Christ's ambassadors? We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Man, what a great mission. If you don't know what to do with your life, there we go. Mission statement for life. Go and, go and do that. You're going to have a flipping awesome life. You're going to do great things for God. You're going to do great things for God. That's awesome. Man, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Now, this is the thing that blew my mind. So an ambassador is an official envoy. They're like the highest-ranking diplomat who represents a state. 
okay, the highest rank diplomat in a foreign country. So if we're ambassadors for Christ, we're like Christ's highest ranking diplomat in the world. That's crazy. The host country typically allows the ambassador control of a specific territory called an embassy. So there's literally colonies that we're allowed to have within the foreign country, which sounds a lot like church to me, actually. But not only that, whose territory, staff, and vehicles are generally afforded diplomatic immunity in the host country. Now, that doesn't mean go out and commit crimes, but it means that you're not judged by the world standards, you're judged by the standards of your home country. How cool is that? Now, that's not carte blanche to go and do whatever you like and then go, no, I'm actually an ambassador for Christ. Sorry about that. No, I can chop lift. No. But there is something really interesting about that. If you're an ambassador and you fail in being an ambassador, you become this thing called a person non grata, okay? And so a person non grata, right, guess what they have to do? They have to go back to the host country so that they can be re-disciplined and re-educated. So if you ever fall over as a Christian... As ambassadors, if we're ambassadors, what we're supposed to do is go back to the cross. Wow, that's good. How cool is that? That's, ama- that's amazing. So it's not, I love the fact that it's not the fact that you're cast out of your home country. You, in fact, have to go back so that you can be recultured and re, you know, get taught. You're, you're actually welcomed back. It's the host's responsibility. It's the host country's responsibility. So when we stuff up, it's God's responsibility to redeem us. I'll, t- I'll take that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll do, I'll, do t- I'll do another couple of things that's kind of cool. Okay, the etymology of ambassador, right? So I'm a, I'm a, words, guy, I'm a words guy. So like um, I did linguistic. I uh, did. <laughs> it shows that I'm not a words guy by saying did, which is ungrateful. I forget. <laughs> so the history of the word ambassador, it actually comes from an old, an old, uh, uh, old high German word, which means service or servant. So if we're an ambassador to Christ, we're a servant of Christ. If you don't like the word servant, the other word for servant, it also comes from the same root word, which is minister. So pick which one you want to do, minister of Christ or servant of Christ. They both mean exactly the same thing. Maybe get used to the idea that you're called to pastor, called to minister, whatever that looks like for you. It doesn't mean you necessarily have the title, but you have the function. Does that make sense? Whatever that looks like to you. So there's three um, purposes of ambassadors. One is to protect citizens and encourage people to become citizens of the host country. So that's every ambassador. So one of the things that we do is we encourage people to visit our host country. Kind of like bringing heaven to earth. Come, come become part of the kingdom of heaven. Um, the second thing that we get to do is support prosperity. So another result in foreign foreign travel is the growth of trade between nations, so the connections between nations. So again, bringing heaven to earth, finding those partnerships. I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually not worthy to partner with God. In fact, none of us is worthy to partner with God. And yet the story of the Bible is all about reconciliation and redemption and partnering and him purposely joining up with a bride, which is imperfect. How awesome is that? That's the picture, is knitted together. Links that are stronger than links. Links that are so close that they're one and the same. The third thing is, is that um, ambassadors work for peace. 
So one of the cornerstones of foreign dim diplomatic missions is to work for peace. This means growing to a fight against international terrorism, drug trade, international bribery and human trafficking. So the things that, one of the things that as ambassadors we do is seek to stop stuff which is going to cause social injustice and chaos within our world. And it's literally part of our mandate, which is amazing. I love the fact that time and again, and I'm going to finish in just a couple of minutes, time and again, we talk about, um, in the Bible it talks about ambassadors and peacemakers. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. New Living Translation says the same thing, but see, God blesses those who work for peace. So one of our roles is to, as much as possible, oh, okay, Hebrews twelve eighteen, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. It's not our job to condemn anyone. In fact, it's our job to hang out with the people that no one else would want to hang out with which looks a lot like unholiness, actually, but it's bringing, unholy, it's bringing holiness to an unholy situation. We bring righteousness to those that are unrighteous. Why? Because we're unrighteous. It's God who makes us righteous. It's Christ who covers us. Um, a lot of the translations actually use the phrase pursue peace, so go after peace, which I really like. Uh, Romans 4.19 says, So then let us pursue what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Psalm 34.14 says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. One of the last things that Jesus does with the disciples before um, he gets taken away. In John 14, he talks to his disciples and he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give, you, uh, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Time and again we get told we are peace carriers. You are a peace carrier. You are a peace carrier. You are a storm calmer. So what does it look like then? Um, I've got tons of stories that we could talk about that, like in, fro in, in frogs. There's so many, stories of, um, so many stories of us going into situations and they immediately de-escalate. So many stories of situations where people are ringing up... Um, there was one year, actually, that I went over with a great praying... Um, like, a, the team that we went over with was a New Zealand team, and they were a praying team, and so we'd always pray. As a result of praying, like, we got sent to all the stuff that sounded really ridiculously bad. Mm -hmm. um, there's, a guy that's um, there's a guy that's tearing up his room and throwing stuff, and he's threatening to stab people. And we went... We prayed. We went into that room and had a yarn to him for about two and a half hours, prayed with him... <laughs> Um, and then walked out, oh, is this what it was like before? And they're like, no, 30 seconds before you come in, he was trying to throw the dryer across the room. So the crazy thing, and like for that particular year, for those particular people, at the end of the, the week, they sort of felt like they'd done nothing, but what they didn't understand was that they carried the peace of God with them, and as a result of that, as soon as they went into those situations, nothing happened. Yeah, that's good. There was a different, like, out there, there was a different destination that had that happened as a result of being a presence and carrying the presence. Now, I, I'm not going to get started on school these stories because, no, I just won't. We could go for a while. <laughs> so I'm just going to finish with this. What does it look like to be a presence of reconciliation in your neighbourhood? A 
if we're called to reconcile the world to God, if we're called to reconcile heaven and earth together, what does that look like? What might it mean to follow Jesus into conflict? So we're not conflict avoiders as Christians. In fact, quite often you'll find us in the middle of conflicts calming it down. What might it mean to follow Jesus into conflict with initiatives of hope rather than withdrawing out of fear? It's looking into the eyes of the woman and child without a home and acknowledging their dignity. It's having that conversation with your friend and family member that will finally clear enough space for your relationship to begin the road to healing. It's asking the hard questions of your business decisions outside of your own direct contact. It's actually thinking about how is this going to affect other people. It's giving a voice to those that don't have one on your neighbor, on your councils, business groups, community centres, whatever areas you're involved in. Mm-hmm. It's choosing to first and foremost view the other through the lens of shared humanity. In the end... Choosing to live as peacemakers might expose us to the most violence. It, it, it leaves us, like, in, in one sense, it leaves us vulnerable because we're willing to go into places. But the thing is, is that that's actually a faithless perspective. If God is for us, then who can be against us? See, with Jesus as the ultimate peacemaker, we understand that peace can only uh, we un- we understand that peace can only truly be made real as we follow in the sacrificial way of the cross. And when we live into this, re- uh, when we move into this reality, we rediscover again what it truly means to be human. We begin to reconcile the earth to heaven. Let me pray for you guys. Lord, I thank you so much that you've called us to be ministers of reconciliation. Lord, I thank you so much that you've called us to be servants. You've called us to um, to be in the world, but not of the world. You've called us to be a foreign on uh, a foreign envoy. Lord, so God, as we go out today, I pray that you'll be with us. I pray that you open those opportunities that help us to be great ambassadors for you. That we would speak up when we see those areas that we need to speak up in. Lord, but that we wouldn't sacrifice peace on the altar of being right. Lord, help us to start conversations. Help us to change hearts. Help us to change minds, Lord. Help us to spread the news that you've given us to spread, Lord. So, Lord, be with us. Make us um, Don't make us faint hearted. Make us bold as a lion, God. So that as we move out of this place and into the highways and byways, Lord, you would give us the words to speak. And that as we speak, Lord, I thank you so much that, um, I thank you so much that, uh, that we speak with your authority. So, Lord, let our words be words of life. Let our words be words of edification. Let our words be words which change lives and hearts and minds. Let our words be words that would reconcile um, people to you, Lord. Be with us today, we pray. Amen.